Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's rudder. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, uh, Master Splinter's super totes mad. What? Yes! Yeah. yeah! Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! You'll never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy, there's no way they'd ever change that So, name. so, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one is true! I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is Joe. Well, Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. 2023 oh, has begun. It has. And you got, did you, are you going to do any of your resolutions? Did you put forward any of the resolutions, I guess, is a better question. Uh, I did, no. No. I'm past that. Yeah. That's probably the smartest move. Yeah. I think people, like, studies show that, like, 99% of resolutions never get followed through on. Yeah, it's, they last a week, at best. What? Like, have you ever put out, like, a really easy resolution so you can just, like, say, yeah, you did it? Like... My resolution this year is just going to continue to breathe, I guess. <laughs> so every year you're alive, you just appreciate the moment. There you go. <laughs> that's, an, that's a good one. You, you die and your friends just like couldn't follow through with this good. resolution again. Typical. <laughs> it's fucking dark. Holy <laughs> shit. But, uh, now. I, I sometimes do, you know. I, I'm so basic, though. I'm like, weight loss, learning, read more. Right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cookie cutter, you know. I need to get a little bit more inventive with my resolutions. So, mm. See, that's my problem. I always try to think of a good one, and then I never do. And then the, the new year began, I go, well, now obviously it's too late to start one now. It's February. Yeah, you got creative. <laughs> oh, I see. You got writer's block for your... New Year's resolution. Yeah. So I guess my New Year's resolution is to come up with a New Year's resolution. See, but you failing. Already. You come up with one. Yeah. Day one. <laughs> uh, how about this? <laughs> my New Year's uh, resolution is to accept failure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, actually. God damn. I think I got it. That's pretty fucking creative. Look, uh, you. My user- Look at me. <laughs> My New Year's resolution is to do what Joe said, and uh, but a little bit better, because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can always make our news resolution not to get the first podcast of the year fucking, uh, you know, mostly wrong. But let's try to get mostly right. Should be the allegedly podcast resolution. Collective resolution, if you will. Oh, I should I should start trying to get them right. That's what I've been doing wrong. Yeah, hey, dude. <laughs> Almost two years of the podcast. You know, that's we, we lessons learned. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, are you ready to see what uh what what, what topic we have for our uh, our listeners today? Let's let's ring in the new year right. Let's let's All get right. a good one going. All right. So today's podcast topic is idioms well my new year's resolution is to learn what idioms means it's like 
and I I was shaky on it too because I'm terrible. Uh, but like, if pigs could fly, I would assume. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I know I've heard Writer, the word. Uh, text me the support if it's right, or you know, she sends me texts if I get something like if I say something really stupid, and she's like, oh no, like clarifying. <laughs> so we'll wait. We'll wait to hear back from that one. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, cliches are common phrases. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She said, "Wing it." Fuck it. <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> I think she thought we were smarter than we actually are. Like I, I was like, "Oof!" Like I know I'd heard the word, but I'm like, "I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna commit to a definition." <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sound dumb. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna play the smart move and go. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go to the first question. We could probably deconstruct it mm. from the questions themselves because we're we're just not smart humans. Oh. Colloquialisms that probably wouldn't help. <laughs> she said, I, "I was gonna say colloquialism." I'm like, that makes it harder. No, it's weird. I know what colloquialism is. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> but like, idiom went right over my head. <laughs> oh, Joe. I think Which it's because be it's such a hard word to pronounce that like I've I've learned what kind of what it means. You know, you so, you cemented it. Yeah, right. Like I get it. I get it. Well, now that we understand the assignment, <laughs> let's jump to the first question and see what we're dealing with. Let's do it. All right. Fact number one. In quotes, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Contrary to popular to the popular I- idiom, sliced bread wasn't considered all that great at first. Nah, fuck that. Slice of bread sucks. <laughs> so wait, well, so if it's true, so we'd have to say true then. Yeah. Yeah, so you think people got sliced bread and they're like, this is fucking stupid. I want to spend the next five minutes of my life yeah. slicing I Like, bread. people are like that. People, you know, like, you know, people, you like, <laughs> you got so used to just either making bread or buying some loaf of bread that you're just like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like the way that weird uh, machine cuts it. Doesn't cut it right. Doesn't taste right. What's hilarious? I don't know. Have you ever tried to slice your own bread before? Yeah, always. I can never get it even. Nope. Have you ever tried to make a sandwich out of the bread you slice? Like terrible, absolutely oh, dude- awful. It's, your first slice is always the bottom slice mm-hmm. because it's like you're off and it's always like stupid thick. Yeah. So your top slice has to be the thin one. Well, like and like <laughs> I bust out my bread knife so infrequently that I'm like, I don't like this thing's clearly not actually like meant like a good bread knife. It just came with the <laughs> the kitchen block, you know. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, God, I need like a new bread knife. That's why my cut game's off. I, you know, but like I cut a slice of bread every f- six months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I bake bread once a decade. Right. right. I don't need a bread knife. I'm not doing yeah. this. Well, they have auto bread slicers too, don't they? What are we doing here? Right. So, I honestly think this is kind of a, a cut close thing, or a close case thing, because like. I have a feeling, like, I'm the same with you, right? Somebody got, like, a bag of sliced bread, and they're like, why the fuck would I have this? I could slice my... Like, I bet you anything, there's, like, a pride in doing it. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, like... My... 
Oh, let's see. This is a true story. I think it's, I don't know if it's my great-grandmother or it might have been my great-great. I don't know. But, like, forever, like, she was born, you know, like, she was around in the early 1900s. And so I think it was, like, my great-great-grandmother. But she had a, a, a wood-burning stove in her house. She's always had one. And my mom remembers, like, putting an electric oven in their house and she was like, bread doesn't taste right. Like, she was like, I would rather stack fucking wood <laughs> and start my oven that way than just the convenience of electricity. <laughs> like, so, like, I know when sliced bread came out, there was just all these people who just, they never had it. They're like, no, nah, it's not right. It's not natural. Did humans look at this like a John Henry story, mm. right? Like, it's this is a man versus machine. Like, right. slicing bread is a man's job. Don't let a machine take it over. Yeah, dude, I bet sliced bread <laughs> didn't come in until, like, suburbia came in. Dude, what if we find out the fact is, like, this is true, and sliced bread is still not sold in, like, the South? Right. <laughs> French people don't know what Wonder Bread is. Yeah, like, they're just like, what the fuck is one? You get your bread sliced, you fucking barbarian. Jesus. Everyone knows you're supposed to tear it. You gotta tear it. Yeah, it allows the air to flow through. The oxygen enriches it for more flavor. It's how you dip your sauce. How are you supposed to dip your sauce? With sliced <laughs> bread. What the hell is this? I'm like, I guess I just don't know the dipping sauce for, like, turkey sandwich (laughs) you know like how do i get that flavor profile in a sauce i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so let's go fucking let's fucking let's go true i i think people are be fucking pissed off uh i'm I'm the same with you yeah i I think wonder bread was like if people panicked about forks sliced bread has to be panicked first oh it's insane there's gotta be yeah, yeah. There's probably a big push in like the '60s. That's clearly like, the the it. devil's carb. <laughs> there's like ad campaigns taken out showing like the devil holding like a bread slicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before maniacs thought Jewish people had space lasers, they had sliced bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who slices their own bread? Satan. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, it's those uh, those people that run the, uh, you know, Satan Church has a lot of Wonder Bread. Mm. It's what they use for their communions. You know, they can't just be tearing the bread; they have to slice it. You guys, you gonna you gonna really slice the body of Christ like that? It's insane. <laughs> Mike, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no I'll repent. I'll you gotta tear it. Forward. You gotta tear the body of Christ. <laughs> how are you supposed to dip up the sauce how am i supposed to take it with the wine <laughs> let the body of christ consume absorb the wine dip it in the wine <laughs> i was doing it wrong you gotta you gotta dip up the jesus sauce <laughs> it's all about dabbing you gotta dab <laughs> all right dude well let's let's fucking go Let's go true that the contrary, contrary to the popular idiom, sliced bread wasn't considered all that great at first. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, let's check it out. Three, two, one. Bam! Oh, fuck. This is false. Aww. We were wrong, Joe. Oof, starting oh, out shit. the new year on a, 
wrong foot here. I thought for sure we got that right. I was like, humans are so stupid. Is this like the one time people are just like, oh, fuck, you're a god. <laughs> they're like, god. They're like, finally. <laughs> My dreams have been fucking answered. Yeah, dude. It's kind of like people dancing in the street, casting aside their fucking bread knives. Like, yeah, finally. <laughs> so here's a... Uh, this what says. Commercially sliced bread was invented nearly a century ago in 1928 in Missouri. It was an instant hit. And within five years, 80% of all bread sold in the U.S. was pre-sliced. So sliced bread really was the fucking uh, that fucking great. But it begs the question, what was the greatest thing before sliced bread? To which you would compare newly invented sliced bread. Like, what would you say? Like, where the ADM would come from? According to Chilkoth Baking Company... Who first sold it? Sliced bread was the greatest thing since wrapped bread. The two Not things as good. are in, yeah, <laughs> inextricably intertwined because the main roadblock to sliced bread was that it starts getting shitty the second it touches air. A jeweler from Missouri solved the problem by inventing a machine that slices the bread, wraps it in wax paper, all inside a cardboard box. The boost in bread sales also led to a boost in uh, in spread sales. Things like jams, jellies, and butters boomed along with bread. The brand that first took sliced bread national, Wonder Bread, or that was the brand that first took it national. It sold like hotcakes, which apparently isn't a good idiom anymore as pancake sales are down. They sold Aww. like ramen, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fly up the shelf like ramen. <laughs> Sold like fentanyl. <laughs> My God, that fentanyl flew off the sentinel or whatever. Fentanyl yeah. drew off the shelves. Oh, shit, dude. Well, I can't believe we got that wrong. I thought for sure like, that was going to yeah, be right. It seemed too easy that everybody liked it right off the bat. Yeah, I was going to be like... I was going to be like, oh, the writer's going to be disappointed. We nailed that one out of the park, and then we got it fucking wrong. Like, I remember when the iPod came out, and there was a bunch of us, myself included, they're like, CDs forever, bro. <laughs> like, so we're like, that will never take off. Clearly, my portable <laughs> CD player is the, is the pinnacle. The pinnacle. Yeah. Everyone's going to want they- physical media forever, bro. Yeah, wait till they come out with sliced MP3 players. Oh, dude, yeah, I was like, I did it every time. Like DVDs, ain't happening. <laughs> Blu-ray, just... pack it up. <laughs> it's a fad. <laughs> so, so if okay, okay, so if I ever see you adopt something, I know it's out the door. Oh right? yeah, so I'm like, like I'm five years up. too late. <laughs> yeah, like Google Glass. You were like, this is the future, Alex, and I'm like. Ain't gonna last a year. Nope. <laughs> I put all my money in Zune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn, this is gonna make it. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you. So, um, yeah. Apparently, uh, people really liked it, and sliced bread became the thing. Which is uh, pretty cool. Good, good, good on you, uh, human race. For... It's it is nice to know that sometimes we can't agree on things. Yeah, like 1928 too. So what's are we gonna have a like a sliced bread birthday party? That seems pretty appropriate. Oh, it's coming it? up. Yeah, yeah. 1928. We got six years. I'll Actually, tell you what. No, New Year's. So now five years. 
look, man, I'm going to get myself an automatic bread slicer. I think that year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy a, an unsliced bread loaf. And I'm going <laughs> to slice it right in my own fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you got to wrap it, though, too. Oh, yeah. I got to get it. Got to get that wax paper on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the second you slice it, I guess air makes it shitty. Yeah, it starts to stale. Go stale. <laughs> Because apparently the crust holds that all in. You know, the crust is already stale. Exactly. Uh, Can't get any more stale than the crust. Yeah, for sure. Because then you just have toast. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You just have croutons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, the croutons were invented because they were just like, what do I deal with all this pre-sliced bread we didn't wrap? (laughs) Fuck it, put it on a salad. (laughs) I think I have an idea. You ever heard of a Caesar salad? (laughs) (laughs) And then they high-fived and made a billion dollars. Genius. Genius. (laughs) Alright. Well, we got that one wrong. So, not a very good start to the new year for us. But hey, we learned something, so... We did! And learning is half the battle. (laughs) Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires, and while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcasts from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code Allegedly and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. Oh, shit. All right, here we go. Fact number two. The idiom is... Comparing apples and oranges. While the idiom now points to two things that are dissimilar, the idiom started out meaning two things that are very much alike, while not appearing so on the surface. I mean... So it'd be like... I guess, I mean, they're both fruit. Yeah, right? Like, the similarities of the two probably outweigh the differences. Like, Like you said, fruit, sugary... Right, mm-hmm. come in slices. You know, you could probably compare the similarities, but now the idioms become. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like Elon Musk and intelligence, right? Like apples and oranges, guys, two different things. Right? <laughs> but like, yeah, na- now it's uh, or b- back then it sounds like it was two separate things. Is what the uh, the question is asking us? I don't know. So, like, I think. I think they're so di- like the reason you picked apples and oranges. A, they are both fruit, but like they are so different. Like I think there's, I honestly, I would say there's more difference between oranges and apples than there are commonalities. So you think that? So you think that they uh, they always intended it to be apples? and Yeah. Oranges? Like I think, like if you're at the market and you know, I think it came from like a real place. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa why is the price of oranges so much higher? You're like, well, it's apples and oranges, but like. Yeah, two different things, bro. Two like, different things. Oh, wait, they they come from two different places. You can't... <laughs> apples don't grow next to oranges, obviously. <laughs> this is New Hampshire. I mean, Where the fuck do you think we're getting oranges from? 
this is a tough one because I could totally see them using it to describe things that are like similar but different. Because they are they are technically different, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, why not make it outlandish? You know, why not make it so similar? Right. You know, like they're that's like apples and orangutans. <laughs> you know, like that makes sense. Like you're like, holy shit! Like nobody's gonna mistake an orangutan for an apple. You know. But an orange, they might. <laughs> For like at least a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? It feels like it feels like it is similar. That's like, dude, we're talking about bamboo. Was it uh, baboons and mandrills, bro? Two totally different things. <laughs> That's a little bit of little bit of ape humor i oh i got it it was very funny did you get it yeah because because rafiki was a mandrill not a baboon right you can tell by his engorged anus (laughs) yeah you did it joe thanks (laughs) so yeah i don't know i don't know what's the joe radar what's that saying here uh i'm feeling false i think they'd look I think they look so different that, like, I think it's just people, you know, they're just common things, like apples and oranges. They look different, so. Yeah. So, wait, you, so you think false that while mm-hmm. idiom points just, so, so you, I think you it's think always, it always meant that it was, meant yeah, I think it always meant differences. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that too, to be honest. Like, it, it's, I feel like it, it's just they were close enough to be in the same, they're like close enough to be in the same basket, but they're different things, right? right. Like, that's. Like that's the whole point. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna have a different discussion if we talk about apples versus how we talk about oranges. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I'm thinking. You know. All right, all right. Let's fucking roll with it, dude. Rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll, dude. Fuck yeah. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Let's see how we do. All right. Well, uh, so we're gonna go false. That while the idiom now points to two things that are dissimilar. The idiom started out by meaning two things that were very much alike while not appearing so on the surface. Three, two, one, bam! That is false! We did it, dude! All right, so this is from poemanalysis.com and Wikipedia. The idiom comparing apples to oranges has always referenced things that are dissimilar. Modern records go back to a book of Proverbs written in 1670 by John Ray, but also originally written as comparing apples to oysters. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, Like, was that whole point, like, meant to, like, fucking gross us out? Right. Like, do you say that in, like, conversation? And everyone's like, oh, what? Yeah. Is that why they changed it to oranges? Like, people just didn't want to say oysters? Yeah, there's some dudes at a party, and he's like, I'm an intellectual. I'm having a discussion. That's like comparing apples to oozing boils, am I right? Mm. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, God, oh. who invites this guy? Mm. Granny oh. Smiths are like shucking loogies, am I telling you? <laughs> what? Oh. oh, God. <laughs> Biting a crisp. Crisp, golden, delicious is like eating a raw, cold shellfish. <laughs> oh, well, 
I don't think it was very popular. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah, original I can, meaning. I don't, I don't. I think. I think the change was a good one. The editor tempered it back. He's mm-hmm. like, let's make this an orange, not an oyster. Thank you for your time, John Ray. Yeah. Dude, John Ray sounds like a porn name. Sixteen seventy two. Yeah. What's... I mean, yeah, porn man should be. No, don't get me wrong. He he should probably be more into clams than oysters, right? Yes, very much so. Sixteen seventy John Ray, like. <laughs> What's the what would be the sixteen seventy equivalent of wearing your Oakleys on the back of your head? <laughs> <laughs> you know? He put the buckles on his hat. Well, he's the first one to put the ruffles on his sleeves. Oh everybody's rolling around the ruffles on their on their shirt chest mm-hmm. and he put it on his sleeves. That's right. And he's got his hands like in his armpits. He's like, look, bro. You just gotta put the ruffles on your sleeves, bro. That's how that's how you attract a mate. Yeah. <laughs> John Ray. <laughs> he had his perfume perfume soaked rag so he didn't have to smell poor people. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It smells like oranges out here if you catch my meaning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's Warrior. <laughs> Sorry, that, oh. that just fucking caught me off guard. So this extremely common idiom appears in several other European languages, but the fruity subjects aren't always the same. In Italian and Czech, they compare apples to pears. Alright, I can see that. In Portuguese, they compare oranges to bananas. Alright. What the fuck's happening right now? Start heading east, though, and this centuries-long game of telephone starts going off the rails. In Poland, they compare gingerbread and windmills. <laughs> All right. In Serbia, it's grandmothers and toads. <laughs> God. In Romania, like it's either cows and long underwear or grandmas, grandmothers and machine guns. Whoa. All right. And I, I guess I'm just glad of the people of Romania that those things are not alike. <laughs> God damn! Like the, you look. As a citizen of the United States, we catch a lot of shit, and it's mostly deserved. Okay, <laughs> like to be fair, we, yeah, we're not the brightest all the time, and we make a lot of really poor decisions. The one right one is this idiom. Okay, it nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if we didn't, you know, like what's, what's our ridiculous, you know, like, what's well, like that's cowboy like... boots and barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that's two separate things. That's like a calculator and a rodeo clown. <laughs> I just don't well, intertwine. It's like a oil drum and a bull steer. <laughs> That's like a grandma in a riding saddle. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what if it got even worse? Like, <laughs> That's like a self-rolled cigarettes and a Marlboro cigarette, if you catch my meaning. <laughs> Great, man. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it'd probably be something we just don't fucking understand. 
They're like, that's like a free roam steer and a classic Houston bullhorn. You're like, what the <laughs> f- oh. fuck? All right, it seems localized, honestly, if I'm being, if I'm <laughs> yeah. being honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't quite, I don't quite get it. Yeah, well. Gingerbread, that, that's gingerbread windmills, bro. <laughs> if I've ever like, heard it, that's grandmother and machine guns. You know, somewhere in Russia, those are two synonymous meanings. Like, mm. you talking about old machine gun, Grandma? <laughs> right. That was a little bit of, that was Texan. I didn't turn the Texan off. Sorry. <laughs> to do Russia. My bad. <laughs> and Russia. <laughs> machine gun grandmother you. <laughs> Honestly? Texas is kind of the Russia of America. Yeah. Kind of We're for being honest. Let's let you know. That's like comparing gingerbread men to gingerbread men. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Alright, dude. Well, we got it right. Good for us. We started on a Started on a, uh, uh, not a great start. No, we, we circled back around. We're good. Hey, we're, we're, we're 50-50 again. It's nice. <laughs> 50-50 right now. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Fact number three. The idiom is butter them up. The phrase butter someone up comes from the Victorian era practice of using small amounts of butter to help women slip more easily into their tight-fitting undergarments. Uh, yeah, true. Fuck it. <laughs> I got... Do they even have butter? Yeah, butter's been around forever, man. It's just, just put you know, butter it's just, on it. It's just, it's just cream and shit. Okay, Joe, I know you've watched a lot of like The Crown. And... I haven't. No, don't lie to me. Did they ever depict anything? You know, what's the one with Henry the Fifth, the Tudors? That's Henry the Eighth, and yeah. I don't know. I'm not a historian. <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> uh, the Tudors and the Crown aren't very historically accurate. So, <laughs> so that so that so it is comparing grandmothers and gingerbread men. Yes. God damn it. As in, one is real and one is fictitious. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, did somebody run to the kitchen and be like. Her waist is bigger than fucking six inches. Get the butter. Uh, yeah, like I think in the Victorian era, you start seeing a lot more of, um, there, uh, obviously corsets come in, but then like those big giant hoop skirts come in, and a lot of those had like a gigantic contraption you had to like kind of get into. Um, Cinch. Hmm. I, I mean, butter God. maybe, but like, also there was like just a lot of oils and other fats. That they just had on hand back then, so I don't know if you would use butter. Like butter is delicious. I think you'd just go get some um, some whale oil. They probably yeah. They probably had specialty hoop skirt oil. Yeah, it was right next to the snake oil. Yeah, did they scrape it off their athletes like the fucking Greeks did? Probably not. This is no. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I they had to have some lubricant. Some of this shit was so tight people would pass out. 
Yeah. So, like, I mean... Like, a corset, though, like, you didn't put it... Like, you had to tighten that thing. So I I didn't think you had to squeeze into it. Look, if Pirates of the Caribbean have taught me anything, Mm. it's that if you see a woman faint in a Victorian era, it's always the corset. Obviously. Okay? Yeah. Obviously. But she cinched it. It's the physical embodiment of the patriarchy. Yeah. It's oppressing her. So you so got so you got to breathe. So you got to butter her up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that comparison is not grandmothers and machine guns, Mm-mm. right? That's, that's apples and, and grandmothers. Yeah, I was about to say that's grandmothers and toads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> butter I butter them up is like something good, right? You're you're flattering them. Yeah. Like, like it's a you know. it's a it's a figurative lubricant, right? Yeah. I'm going to go false. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah, like I don't I feel like I mean, I'm just trying to think of like all the the costumings of like like everything had to be tied and cinched. So I don't think you had to like try to They're not spanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I think everything kind of had to be tied together, so yeah, because I don't think women, like, stayed skinny like that. Just human body doesn't stay skinny like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it had to be, like, cinched down. Right. So I don't think you had to really... I think the tightening happened after you got into the closing. Hmm. All right, let's fucking That's roll with it. That's my feeling, anyways. Let's you don't do have it. to butter me up to get me to agree. Mm-mm. I fit into my hoop skirt just fine. Just that everyone says I look magnificent. <laughs> yeah, and I de- I did cinching is my <laughs> method. I can't slip into this no matter how much butter I have. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I have too much butter and sliced bread, I ain't no fitting in no no hoop skirt. So oh oh, oh <laughs> there goes your New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Fuck it. Let's go uh, false. That the phrase butter somebody up comes from the Victorian era practice of using small amounts of butter to help women slip more easily in their tight-fitting undergarments. Sound good? Mm-hmm. All right. Three, two, one. Bam! It is false! Booyah! Nice. Although the exact origins are unknown, there are two main theories. The first one, or the first is that it comes from the practice in ancient India around 1600 B.C. of throwing balls of clarified butter at statues of the gods, which were allowed which you were, wait, of the gods which allowed you to ask for a favor. Seems kind of disrespectful, doesn't also, it? They just, they, they fucking, they sold out for some fucking ghee? Some clarified butter? Yeah, dude. Seems some, like, a little cheap for the gods, honestly. They're like, make my kid well, now, well, I mean, well, you gave me melted butter, so yeah. <laughs> Stop killing my crops. <laughs> <laughs> this seems kind of like sacrilegious if you think about it. Do you know how hard butter is to clean? Like, do you know how many fucking birds and shit would be around, like, sopping through the butter? Oh, so much butter. It would sound. And isn't butter, like, stinky after a while, like, once it goes rancid? Mm-hmm. So these statues would smell like shit. Yeah. Oh, 
They're like, oh, God, you smell that? That's the smell of a god, yep. You know That's the you know smell, that's the smell of all puke. my prayers coming true. <laughs> I want you to get allegedly a four to one. Blah! This ain't no apples and oysters. Um, okay, so, and then the second, and the most probable, is that it was, uh, it is simply, all right, it's just a simple analogy for how applying butter to make to bread makes it softer, more palpable, and easier to swallow, just like flattery can do for an unappetizing proposition. That sounds It enhances good. the Yeah. Butter. So, yeah, well, fuck it. We got it right. I didn't have to throw no butter at any statue for that. Mm-mm, that's a butter-free one right there. Oh, we get this right. Ugh, splat! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right, here we go. Let's go to fact number four. The idiom is spilled the beans. And the question is, this phrase originates from a group of prison smugglers who used to hide contraband and illegal goods inside sacks of beans. And were busted when one of them spilled them. Uh, fuck it. Let's go true. Yeah, dude. This sounds hilarious. Right? This sounds like a fucking SNL skit. <laughs> oh, Frank spilled the beans. Holy gourd. <laughs> like, it's an Adam Sandler, David Spade, fucking Chris Farley special. <laughs> David Spade rolls up in a fucking police out. All right, guys. What are we doing here? Uh, a doesn't just going on. <laughs> now, see, we're just going to take the beans and we're going to move it from here to there. <laughs> oh, it just like drops all the beans. It's like oh, cigarettes it look, it look, and fucking it look money. look like someone spilled the hot beans. Spill the beans, spill the, spill the beans, yeah. He's just fucking strumming a guitar. <laughs> this has got to be the worst fucking prison st- These guys got shanked for that, right? They died. 100%. <laughs> I've been set up. I thought these were beans. <laughs> you know what it could be, though? Coffee beans. If they put can't coffee beans mm. throw dogs off the scent, right? Beverly Hills Cop taught me that. Yeah, my last trip to Mexico taught me that. <laughs> Allegedly getting dark. <laughs> dark roast. <laughs> Look, you spill the beans in Mexico, you owe someone a favor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're either doing the favor or you're not walking back, dude. Right. Done, done. So what are you feeling, dude? What, what's the what's the Joe senses? I I honestly want this to be true. I'm gonna go true. Yeah, like I told the cop in Mexico, I'll do it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, then let's go true. That this phrase originates or spilling the beans originates from a group of prison smugglers who used to hide contraband and illegal goods inside sacks of beans and were busted when one of them spilled it. Three. Two, one, bam! Oh, it's false! Aww. All that butter I threw on that statue of the truth gods didn't pay off for me. Well then, 
Hello, 5050, our old friend. Oh, shit! I used Marjorie. You mean Margarine? Yes. Sorry. Or, I was like, I'm like, oh my god, you used a person? No. Margarine. I used Margarine! There we what go. Is it? I got you, know, you know who can believe it's not butter? The gods. <laughs> this, this man. This man's throwing margarine on me. Curse him. <laughs> Spill his beans. <laughs> Spill his beans. <laughs> All right, so it says the ancient Greeks used to vote using beans and a jar. A white bean represented yes, and a black bean represented a no. In order to keep the vote secret in this early form of democracy... Everyone's beans were collected in a jar until the end when the beans uh, votes would be counted. One had to be careful not to spill the beans early. Otherwise, the vote results would be would be revealed and no longer a secret. Holy shit, dude. Like, are they doing like three P? Anybody passed 50 votes. There's what they got fucking Rain Man in the audience. <laughs> like he spills like fucking fifty beans, and he's just like, you know, seventeen votes, no, fucking forty three votes, yes, right. yeah, forty three votes. Sorry, whatever. I'm not Rain Man. Clearly. <laughs> like who's counting that fast? Right. Yeah. Oh God. Ah, oh, sweep it up. Oh, the vote count. For these 2,000 people have already been tallied. Also, it's not secret anymore. Like, I mean, they're going to know the answer to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, like, they got, the, oh, so they got the results early. Yeah. Yeah, you spilled the beans. You dropped it. Yeah. Oh, good thing it was already collected. Can the, can the official bean counter just not help himself? Is that what it is? Like, right. somebody spills it and he counts it really fast. And they're like, ah, oh, shit. We were going to get this done tomorrow. It's fucking... Re- fuck it. Oh, fucking Carrie Lake wants a recount. Yeah. I guess we're going to have to just collect these all these fucking beans that we just spilt. <laughs> ah, we have to take the vote again. I wanted to use these in my stew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not my prison, Shank. <laughs> Damn it, I knew I shouldn't have hit it in the vote counter. Ah, <laughs> oh, Shoot. Spilling the beans. I got rid of the vote and my contraband. My contrabeans. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Thank you. One. Thank you. That was a good one. I'm out. We're That's putting it. out the allegedly official beans. Contrabeans. That's my one. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. That's your one. That's you yep. get that one for the year. <laughs> um. All right. So, last part is the earliest examples of the idiom usage in the U.S. date back to eighteen or 1908 and 1911. And both were articles about local politics giving credence to the theory that it is a nod to the ancient Greek voting system. <laughs> Could you imagine now? They're like, ah, we spilled the ballots. Don't uh, count I them. mean, honestly, Mike Lindell can. Oh, dude, he he's like, I got a jar of these beans. <laughs> I, I took it straight off the counter's desk. I, I know gotta, the truth. I, I gotta tell you, with all these bean counting machines, someone's gonna spill them. 
and I got all the proof. I got all my cyber ninjas after him. <laughs> Just look at all the banes in my truth expose. <laughs> you gotta go with bean spilling Hillary fucking always spilling the vote. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I uh, it makes sense now. It's all Democrats are always spilling the beans. The beans. Eh. You okay, Mike? That's my fourth Arctic Jack. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah, well, you're Mike. Lind- I, I, you're Mike Lindell's not bad, dude. I learned a little. Thank you. It's uh, it's me doing. Uh, Seth Meyers, Mike Lindell. So. <laughs> hey, it's an hey, impersonation it of an impersonation. It's it. It works. Not to spill I'm the beans on that, but oh, oh, and I counted it though. I did count it. Damn it! Well, we got this wrong. So we. Are oh, that's right. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, fifty-fifty. One more decides if we get a winning, winning episode. Are you ready? <sighs> Let's do it. Da beans. Da beans, the beans, the beans, the beans, the beans, the beans. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fact number five. The idiom is, in a nutshell, this expression originated with an ancient Roman author, Pliny? Pliny? Plin- yeah, Pliny the Elder? Yeah, whatever. It just says Pliny. So, who described a copy of Homer's epic poem, The Iliad, written in such tiny print that it literally fit inside a nutshell. Mm. But isn't a nutshell mean, like, I'm going to give you the short version of it? Yeah, not the small version of it. But, like, The Iliad, in a nutshell, Obviously, if you like, wrote he's like, a note I read it while I was in this nutshell. I believe it's turtles in a half shell. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like comparing walnuts and apricots. Right? <laughs> I mean, I guess they're Greek, right? That's like comparing a naked Olympian man to a woman. <laughs> they were obsessed with that shit. So what do you think? I don't know. This is a tough one. Putting all the print. Like, why would he write such a small note? <laughs> Who's? Why are there, like, early book reviewers? Right? Also, like, I thought, like, everything I've heard about Pliny the Elder, like, he was, like, a historian. So, like, he just, like, wrote people, like, I don't think he wrote reviews. That seems weird. It's probably him bitching, dude. He's probably old. Can't really see text. He's like, all this goddamn small writing. I put all of it in a nutshell. I'm pissed off. I'm trying to give an accurate fucking description of this shit. Right. And it's tiny. Why would he write so small? I don't understand it. <laughs> it's like he was trying to fit it in a nutshell. Like, why? Also, like, like yeah, I read Pliny's review of the Iliad. Oh, yeah? How was it? <laughs> well, it was so small. How small was it? It fit in a nutshell. <laughs> what? Like, what the fuck do you mean it fit in a nutshell? Like a nutshell. So it was like, was it like the size of a quarter? No, like a nutshell. <laughs> what? Like, take a nut, 
crack it open. Yeah, okay. Use the shell and take all the text and put it inside. What are we talking, a walnut? A Brazilian nut? <laughs> I feel like you're missing the point. It's a nut. Yeah, but like a how Greek, big, like was it a coconut? A Greek nut? <laughs> it's like watch, like Pliny actually intended the the idiom to go farther. Yeah. Right? He's like, depending on how much you're trying to cram in, you're gonna have to describe a different style nut. Right? <laughs> he was he was just trying to get a new unit of measurement. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you gotta do a really short explanation. That's you know, clearly a pistachio. A, yeah, pistachio nut. Uh, you know, in a pistachio nutshell. <laughs> well, what about a peanut? Get the fuck out of here. That's a legume. Yeah, that's a legume, dude. <laughs> Who is this guy? Fucking, he must be Greek. Fucking a peanut? Here. That's like comparing fucking, that's like, that's like apricots and oysters. <laughs> <laughs> a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know. That's I, like legumes I, and lagoons. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> That's like Zeus and Jupiter. Yeah, completely. Heresy. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. This feels kind of weird. Like, yeah, I, just, I don't understand why he would write it so small. Did he not want anyone to read it? <laughs> I, honestly, yeah, probably not. He probably didn't he have to write it like in some weird, on like some weird paper or something like that. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it was like papyrus or something. Yeah. Does tiny print work on that? I don't. I don't know. I thought early writings were had to be kind of big. I mean, well, you probably yeah, you had like a quill, so. Yeah, like I don't know how I don't know how swatch. small you could get with that. Dude, maybe Pliny or Pliny is just fucking blind. Why is this goddamn print so small? And they're like, dude, you can read it from the like, other side of the room. <laughs> That's a big <laughs> he's nut. He's starting to get old. Senile. <laughs> he's, start, he's starting to compare apples and oysters now. He's getting a little crazy. He's getting a little crazy. He's trying to fit all his writing in a nut. I don't know. He's <laughs> just taking nuts and it. shoving paper in <laughs> Right. I'm not understanding it. <laughs> he's just throwing it in the ocean. <laughs> That's like a an epic poem in the sea! And just like throws it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I'm going to say false. What do you I'm going to go, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it, too. I just don't, I don't understand why you would write a book review so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's say uh, false that in a nutshell originated from the Roman author Pliny. Is it Pliny? Pliny. Pliny, who described a copy of Homer's epic poem, The Iliad, written in such tiny print that it literally fit inside a nutshell. Three, two, one, bam! Oh, fuck, it's true! Dude, not not yeah. a good week. Nope, nope, not a good start, dude. This is probably the worst week we've had. We still have a bonus question, but... Yeah. Alright, so this one had to be true per the rules of the game. So if you deduce that, high five. Oh. No, we did not... <laughs> Holy shit, they are all false. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we're fucking terrible. Wow. I did I not thought, ca- I did, I did not keep I did not keep track of how many falses we had. I didn't either. Uh, fucking touche writer. Wow. Well played. Oh wow. It's the first time the rules actually mattered. 
<laughs> God, we got schooled. We fucking started the year pretty wow. embarrassed. That's a. This has been a learning week. Wow, I'm gonna go cry myself to die to sleep on my tiny nut pillow. Like I gotta say, in a nutshell, I feel pretty embarrassed. <laughs> Dude, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm really embarrassed. I have to fit that into a fucking oyster, bro. <laughs> In a shellfish? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> All right. So it says in his book Natural History from 77 A.D., Pliny describes incredibly detailed miniatures and people with exceptionally good eyesight. Uh. Cicero? 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 Informs us that the Iliad of Homer was written on a piece of parchment so small as to be enclosed in a nutshell. He makes mention also of a man who could distinguish objects at a distance of 135 miles. Calicrates? Calicrates? Used to carve ants and other small animals in ivory so so minute in size that other persons were unable to distinguish their individual parts. Uh, Mimis... Mimicides? Also was famous in the same line. This man made of similar material... uh, This man made of similar material a chariot drawn by four horses, which a fly could cover with its wings, as well as a ship which might be covered by the wings of a tiny bee. Whether this actually happened or knows, or who knows, although it's unlikely they had the ability to transfer the entire Iliad verbatim onto parchment that small. With today's technology, you can fit the Iliad, the Odyssey, the Bible, and the dictionary all on the head of a pin, putting nutshells to shame. Take that, Pliny. Yeah, fucking, this is such a fucking weird flex, isn't it? Right? Like, let, dude, he's probably drunk. He's like, listen, listen. I know a guy, he can see oh, so far, 130 miles. All right? That's how far he can see he can read. 130 miles. How cool is yeah. that? But can he put a book on a walnut? I don't fucking think so. I know this other guy that wrote Homer's Iliad. So tiny he could put it in a walnut. Yeah, but he did he did he make a chariot for a fly? I know this other guy <laughs> who made a chariot so small it could be covered by a wing of a bee. Yeah, but was it like a big bee? Or like just like I bee? know this other guy <laughs> who used to carve ants and other small animals. They're so tiny covered by the wing of a of a fly. Yeah. But could he put a book in a walnut? Well dude, that's that's like apples and oysters, dude. Whoa. It's not even the same thing. Not even the same thing. <laughs> Wait. I guarantee you this is a weird You flex. You got oysters? <laughs> this is the greatest thing since rap togas. <laughs> I gotta say, this is the best invention since closed toed shoes.
this is the best thing since cobble roads. <laughs> it, it it probably gets really dark, you know, like this is the greatest thing since public executions. <laughs> So, there you go. And then, uh, yeah. The guy had a weird flex, but cool. (laughs) But okay. Good for him. (laughs) We do have an optional bonus, though, because we got that one wrong-o. Are you ready for the optional bonus? Let's do it. We we need it. Optional. (laughs) Yeah, we need it. Without looking back, plus one bonus if you can guess what the secondary theme of today's episode was. What did all these idioms have in common? Slice bread, apple, apple. The food. Walnut food. That's all food. The other one. So wait, it's sliced bread. Butter, and then we buttered buttered up some ladies. Buttered. It's all food. Fuck yeah! Let's go. It's all food. Plus one bonus. Let's check it out. Oh yeah! Oh shit! It all references bugs. What? I'm just kidding. It's food. Oh, (laughs) get out of here. (laughs) Happy New Year! <laughs> it all references oysters and flies. I was like, I mean, that's clearly not true. <laughs> oh, shit, yes. They all reference food, including the hotcakes idiom in the answer to number one for consistency. We did it. Yay. Good for we, us. We might not have paid attention to our own rules, but we paid attention to food, so... We do. That, that one gave an impression. It really did. <laughs> well, that's our New Year's episode. I I hope we did well. This is not a great indication of how good we're gonna go, but, you it's know, a, fuck You it. know, hey, it's about average. <laughs> yeah, it's... A, dude, you remember we went through that whole stint before of, like, Two per podcast. I think this one is pretty good. We get a we get a flyby, you know. We did all right. We did okay. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like a lot of our reasoning was sound. We just needed to pay attention to <laughs> 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 the game we made up. <laughs> yeah, the game that we created. <laughs> Shoot. All right, dude. Well, you want to close this one out? Let's do it. And there you have it. That was this week's. Allegedly podcast, the first one of a brand new year. I hope everybody here is going to have a great 2023 as well. Follow us throughout the year at all the social medias at Allegedly. Email us at Allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. Or if you don't want to do any of that, you don't, want, you don't want to make your New Year's resolution to just follow another podcast, all you got to do is listen. We're here. Every week, every Monday, wherever you're listening right now. And until next time, I'm going to butter you up. I'm going to butter up 2023. That's a good one.